This episode is brought to you by Novella Mattresses. I watch shows like My Six Hundred Pound Life all the time, and I see those people who are bedridden. If you were bedridden, would you want to live your entire life on an uncomfortable mattress? I think the answer is a solid no. That's why you need a mattress from Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Ever since I got this mattress, I've been struggling to get out of bed in the morning because it's so comfortable. Even Frank loves it as it's his favorite bed in the house. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? What is going on with you all today? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy. Uh, might I add the best episode of Cancel Shweezy uh, that will ever be made, and uh, the only show that'll make you feel like a woman, a real woman. So welcome to the show today. We are coming to you pre-recorded. Uh, day three of my three-day bender I've decided to go on, and uh, the world is going to be okay after I'm done with this bender, but anyways, though, this show will go on, must go on, can go on, question mark, is the appropriate question that we could be asking ourselves today, that is, um, that's a thought, um, you know, uh, and you know what we think about thoughts around here, uh, but no, welcome to the show today. Like I said, we're on day three of a three-day bender. Um, when I say bender, can benders go for a while? I, I assume three-day benders is the is the norm. But uh, um, I guess benders, what is, what is a bender? That is a good question. Could I Google it? Yes. Will I? Um, actually, yes, because I would actually like to know the proper term. Uh, what is a bender? What is a bender? The, this slang term can mean a drug party, an extended period of continued drug use. An alcoholic bender is a multiple-day drinking spree during which the person does not eat and gets very little sleep. Uh, if you're on a bender, you might pass out for a short time, wake up, and start drinking again. Um, they have been eating, so... Uh, do not worry about that. I have been eating. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, but, yes, I have been eating food, but uh, most of the other part is correct. So, yeah, okay. It was a rough week last week. Uh, will I talk about it on the show? Uh, no, I will not be talking about it on the show. That's my personal life, That which I do, I, which I do tell people, uh, it's like, look, you d don't talk about sex in in front of other people you, you that's rude do not talk about your sex life only the only appropriate time to talk about your sex life is on a podcast um 
which we are doing right now. So uh, regardless of the situation, though, um, of what I'm doing with my life and how I'm living my life, um, welcome to the show today. I just first want to tell you all. First of all, ride or die, bitch. Uh, I have two EPs, Ride or Die and Ride or Die Volume 2, out now wherever you're streaming your music. That could be Spotify, that could be Apple, that could be Tidal, that could be Deezer, that could be Amazon, that could be YouTube. I am everywhere music exists. Um, where there is music, there is me. And uh, that's why you need to go listen to it. You just need to be streaming my music. If you're not streaming the podcast... Why are you, you should be streaming the music nonstop. That's kind of like, that's the, that's the world we've decided to, you know. This is the type of guy you get. So I don't know why you're not doing this. You got to go check out the music. That would mean a lot to me. That's, that's why I feel like my first real talent is, I guess I do a lot more podcasting because uh, a certain uh, pandemic has made it hard for me to do music, but you need to check out my music. Um, hopefully have, I think I have another release planned soon, so I know on Spotify you need to just hit that fucking smash that follow button. You know what I'm saying? Woo! So, uh, yeah, you should go check me out there. Um, just listen to my music nonstop. I have multiple music, some singles, some covers. I think I have, like, two, only two covers on there. One's an NSYNC song. The other is a very obscure Jimmy Eat World song uh, that you may... It came out in, like, 2001. So... It's pretty old for kids, the kids out there. But no, welcome. If you haven't noticed, I also, uh, for the video watchers, you can see it. Uh, I think the mullet has gone full throttle. Let's go full throttle. And uh, it actually looks like a mullet. It's not like uh, just kind of long in the back. Now it actually looks like a mullet uh, from this recent haircut. Now I think I got the sides cut too short. But the nice thing is, like, I usually... Yeah, I think I got the sides cut way too short. But the nice thing about it, the sides grow back really fast. And by next week, you'll see a big difference in what that looks like. So uh, stay tuned. And, uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, yeah, we're we're full mullet now. It actually looks like a mullet. Like Before, it was like, oh, you have a little bit of air in the back. Now it looks like a mullet. And uh, um, I like that. So um, as I hear airplanes uh, are freedom it's freedom rings above our head i have no clue if that's going to be picked up in the mic it probably won't i because uh these my in-ears i guess they're not uh i've never gotten the uh i've never gotten molds for my ears done uh but the and then also these in-ears are also for listening to music too they're not i don't i don't know they yeah they work for music gonna be honest with y'all when you see in-ears um there's not necessarily a uh, specific or Pacific uh, kind you need to get. You just need to basically. I, if you've worked at church gigs, you've seen people with just regular regular headphones. John Mayer just uses regular headphones. He doesn't use in ears like this. The purpose of people doing this is that it doesn't look like. I mean, it's just very slim, small, and everything like that. Um, that's the reason for it. Oh, no, is the soundboard not working? Come on. Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Shout out to Hendog. Follow each other. I got him to follow me on Instagram, and that's the proudest moment. That is, that is funny. People, who, who do you like in the music industry? They're like, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I thought, I think Freddie Mercury was pretty great. Uh, 
you know. Uh, who else is big? You know, I think Eric Clapton's very phenomenal. He's really inspired me. Uh, and I'm like, I like um, Hen Dog, his producer, um, who remixes like old men jerking off, and uh, <laughs> and uh, meth heads and. Uh, guys are like, just let me eat you one time. ay 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 Why is this not... The soundboard's disconnecting. I am going on way too many rants right now. Um, like I said, you can go check out my music. You can also go follow me on social media, please. Can you please? Please? Come on. Follow me on social media. Please. Um, it's at the Shweezy everywhere. Um, the ones I mainly use, TikTok... Twitter, uh, Twitter, not that much. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Go follow me there. I'm really active on Instagram. I think that's my most active because you can just doom scroll the hell out of that. So go check me out there. Go follow me. Um, another place you can follow me is on Twitch. Every Thursday right now, I am streaming video games, which is really fun. I'm putting highlights up on YouTube, but it's more fun to be in the stream, you know? It's just uh, to be in the stream and, uh, yeah, you know? It's a great way to... It's a, a lot of great friendships there. I think I need to connect. Oh, the soundboard. I'm so upset. What, what's going on with this soundboard? Um, that only jiggled a little bit, so I'm okay with that. So, I'll figure out a solution for the iPhone camera I filmed this on. Uh, after, in the next segment... Um, now you're connected wired, bud, so you should be able to go full throttle. Anyways, though, yeah, go check me out over on Twitch. It's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, Twitch has a thing where you can get Twitch Prime if you have an Amazon Prime account, which I know most people do. Most people have Amazon Prime, and, uh, what you can do, connect the two, and basically you can get one free subscribe every month, um, and which is typically a $5 value, but you get one free, so why not help out your good old friend, your good old daddy, Daddy Sweezy, up in here. Uh, he'd be more than happy to. I could really use the, really use the help. And uh, you can also, yeah. So, uh, financially support us on Patreon. Patreon is. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna work. This is this is this is very sad. Um, but I know Patreon is a great way to financially support the show. Really financially support me and everything I do. Help me get going. Help me stay alive. Uh, you want me to stay alive. Some of you probably don't. The haters, the haters don't want me to stay alive. Um, you know, most people who say they have haters, it's like one person. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check that out. That's gonna be that's gonna be also a really cool way to support me. So thank y'all for, uh, yeah, go check me out. Uh, free shit you can also do. Um, obviously, uh, for the YouTube watchers out there, um, if you're on YouTube, obviously, hope, give us a like. Um, hit that subscribe button so you know when we release stuff. We also post highlights, uh, just little small clippets of uh, our little segments. And, um, yeah, I was like, Frank tried to get in here, but I'm not letting him. Uh, Obviously, yeah, because highlights, and you think a friend's going to like one of the highlights, share. Share that highlight. Share the full episode. That's going to be a better thing to do. Share the full episode of the show. And, uh, you know, 
Yeah, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And uh, comment if you have something funny to say, and it's not just uh, mean things. Of course, the mean things are still going to be said, which sometimes they make me laugh. Like, I think it's someone that's like, is this James Corden? I'm not James Corden, okay? I can shut up with the fact I am not James Corden. Even though if we do look alike, he is very he is a very handsome guy. I will say that. he James Corden is very handsome. Uh, but no, and uh, if you're on audio platforms, obviously uh, subscribe to the show on that. That way you get notified when new episodes come out. And you can also leave a review in five stars, obviously, because this is the best show that's ever been made. So you're going to have to do that. Leave a review. The reviews are a good way to infiltrate the algorithm. We're trying to infiltrate algorithms here, folks. So it's it's a very unique science to infiltrate algorithms. So audio, you got to leave a review, five stars. And then if you're on the YouTubes, you got to share, you got to like, you got to comment, subscribe, obviously. You got to do that shit, okay? Just uh, do the free shit. We Help me infiltrate algorithms. That's all I want is to infiltrate the algorithm. That's, uh, yeah, it's a great way to... Uh, Tell me out there. Anyways, though, I think that's all the all the stuff I need to do. Maybe if I turn the Wi-Fi off and back on on this. Man, I just want the soundboard. Why did it cut off? Why did it cut? Where did it cut me off? Now, while I'm recording the podcast. Basically, what it is, it's an iPad that I'm using as like a as like a touchpad thing because I have it in in if you if you know anything about music production or any type of production it's a connect it's like a remote thing in logic connecting to uh, it's reconnected holy shit okay there we go here we go here we go here we go that's my hole that's where it spits <laughs> oh yeah okay figured it out okay figured it out anyways though let's get into previous week right now for those of you who don't know previous week right now is the previous week right now. That's all it is. Someone in my house is moving shit. Um, anyways, though, uh, as as uh, Phil Franco would say... Let's just jump into it. Ah. Uh, okay. Joe Rogan says he's flexible enough to go down on himself. This is straight out of men's health. Joe Rogan is known for a lot of different things. The 54-year-old is a comedian, a former TV host, a UFC color commentator, and one of the world's highest-paid podcasters. Lately, he's been well-known for saying dumb things about the coronavirus vaccine being corrected by a doctor on his show and Dr. Anthony Fauci and admitting that he is not a doctor, but by his own admission, a moron. After the roller coaster, the unvaccinated Rogan contracted the coronavirus and decided to treat it with a dangerous kitchen sink regimen. Uh, most recently, co- COVID positive quarterback Aaron Rodgers described asking Rogan for treatment advice. This is all separate from Rogan's history of spreading transphobic hate speech, all of which pales next to the one weird trick Rogan recently revealed on his podcast. The man can suck his own dick, or he could if he wanted to. I'm super flexible. I've never done it, but I've put it 
around my face just to know I could do it. Uh, Rogan said, according to the New York Post, apparently it's another boundary Rogan wanted to push, seeing if he could, in fact, engage in the other sport of King's audio fellatio. It's not a particularly new or clever joke. In 1994, clerks included a line about an uncle dying trying to cross that line of self-love around the same time. Dennis Miller described him being tempted to buy an adjustable bed just to see if he could make it work. And there were those rumors about terrible person Marilyn Manson having a rib removed. But Rogan's guests played along, one asking why he was sitting around podcasting when he could. It seems seems be pleasuring himself in a new and exciting way rogan retorted you still have a dick in your mouth you can't enjoy it a large segment of the population would probably beg to differ but as always rogan speaks only for himself that said maybe he'll fully commit to to this new hobby and take a well-deserved break from podcasting himself so so we're gonna get into the obvious thing here first um, the, the meaning of whatever the hell I just read. Um, so I want to do, I do want to go through some things. Um, look, so Rogan, I like, I like Joe Rogan. I like the show. Um, I will admit, I don't listen to every episode or watch every episode, but I do, when the guest is very interesting, I do, uh, tend to very enjoy listening to it. He is a very good podcast. There's a reason why he is the best, has the best podcast, in the world right now. There is a reason for that. I mean, you're listening to a podcast me. So there is a reason for that. And people, and a lot of people have like this idea of the average Joe Rogan listener. Um, I mean, those people do exist. However, like I said, he still is the biggest podcast in the world. And, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, and so people, I don't know, people get a bad idea who, the audience idea is pretty, pretty right, but like the idea of who Joe Rogan is, people just like have made up from his fan base, which is a little, a uh, little dumb. Uh, he does very much admit that like, hey, I am not a doctor, but he has been saying a lot of stupid shit about the vaccines. And I do, and I do, before I go any further, I do say get the vaccine. It's not that, it's not bad at all. Uh, whatever they're telling you, the problems with it is nothing. I was like, annoyed for the next day in the first dose i was hung over the next day so i don't even know which what was which um the second dose was just like you you just like feel like if you just you just want to lay on the couch all day that's all it is that's all any of this is so remember the vaccine is the best way um he did he did take something he did say similar to ivermectin there is like this human form of it that he went to a real doctor to get like he didn't go to some crazy ass person uh to get so he did there is something that will help with symptoms of of covid that he did get and he has he talked about it on his podcast it's not the horse shit it's the actual stuff you humans can take he did take that for treatment however the best thing to do is to get vaccinated obviously he's he's been talking out of his ass on that and he has had doctors being like you're a fucking idiot and he's like, I know, because <laughs> he's not a doctor. You shouldn't be getting your fucking medical advice from Joe Rogan. Um, another thing, um, another thing he said, he's transphobic hate speech. Look, I'm going to be honest. I've heard a lot of it. It's not hate speech. He, it's a very, and it's a very, it's not a hate speech. He, he basically is talking about what I'm assuming they're trying to talk about in this article is uh, transgender athletes. Now, um, this is probably not the best example, but, uh, 
Dave Chappelle not said this, not in the closer, but in a previous one, that if LeBron James decided to change his gender, would you let him play in the NBA or would you let him play in the WNBA and he would just totally just destroy, just destroyed like 800 points on whatever team uh, at that point she would be on. She, LeBron James as a she. That's, I mean, that's a, it's a good thing to think about. It's a weird topic talking about transgender athletes because, uh, the, and then this is just all biolog- biological and how we've come to be. And I'm not saying there's one right answer or not, but men, when you're born a man and you, you're typically larger and you're just, you know, you sometimes can be built with more muscle and all the other things. Just We're just talking about how you're born and what you were born with. Now, and women are typically, can be, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to imply everyone, okay? So shut up about that shit. It's like, well, not me. I'm like, well, we're just, you know, you know what I'm trying to fucking say. Uh, you know, a lot of times women, it's just evolutionary. It's like men want smaller women and women want bigger men. And then, when you breed, that's what happens, folks. So, um, if you don't, if you want stronger women, you gotta, you gotta get the ata. No, not ata. Was it snoo snoo? You gotta go for the snoo snoo, folks. Um. So yeah, but no. If so, say yeah. Like I just like the topic Dave Chappelle said, even though he's probably not the best topic. And I also want to say on Dave Chappelle, I've watched the closer twice. It's really not that transphobic. It's. I'm saying, I'm going to say this right now. The people who are upset about it didn't watch it. That's going to be, that's going to be the real thing. Um, anyways, though, in regards to his transphobic talk, it's on athletes because if in regards to his MMA, he's very well-trained in MMA. I don't know if he'd actually, how we would do professionally, but anyways, I know he could kick my ass. So, um, and in that regards, if a man decides to transition to a woman and to do like uh, women MMA or is that something WMMA, I'm not educated on the topic. I'm going to let you know that um, that woman would die. Uh, well, the the trans woman would kill the real woman. It's just a matter of fact. I think even um, Serena or Venus Williams or Serena Williams was like yeah. I probably wouldn't be as good if some you meet someone at the same skill level her, but a man, she's like, yeah, it'd be a lot harder for me. It's just, it's just a little bit of science and biology, folks. And now I'm not, you know, I'm not saying not all women. Like, Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm fucking trying to say. Um, yeah, so I think that's in regards to that. Now, in regards to sucking his own dick, um, let's be honest here. We've all tried. All men, every man, let me rephrase that. Every person with the penis here today has attempted it. And the older I get, the wiser I get. Obviously, I'm the smartest person you know. That's why you're checking out this podcast today. Um, You realize that being able to suck your own dick doesn't mean you get unlimited blowjobs. It means you're sucking dick. And, uh, yeah, so... The idea is like, oh, I bet being able to suck your own dick would be great. I'm like, no, would you Would you rather receive a blowjob or give a blowjob? It's always going to be receive. And it's not receiving, it's giving a blowjob. That's 
what's going on here. And that's the way it is. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay. Oh, here we go. Straight out of CNN. Taylor Swift releases short film that fans think is about her ex-boyfriend, Jake Gyllenhaal. Taylor Swift officially broke the internet Friday. Not only did she release her re-recorded of her 2012 album, Red, this time it's called Red, Taylor's version, but she dropped a short film that has her fans' jaws on the floor. It's called... <coughs> That's gross. It's called All Too Well, named after a track of the same name off her album. For years, fans have assumed that the song, which tells the story of a breakup, was about her whirlwind short-lived romance with actor Jake Gyllenhaal in 2010. Now that the nearly 15-minute short film is out, the speculation that it was about Gyllenhaal appears to have been solidified in the minds of her fans who call themselves Swifties. The video has already amassed over 13 million views on YouTube in less than 24 hours since it premiered. This version of the song has new lyrics which spills some major tea about the relationship and I was never good at telling jokes but the punchline goes I'll get older but your lover stays my age but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. You said if we had been closer in age maybe it would have been fine and that made me want to die. One telling lyric in scene in when Taylor Swift reveals that she was heartbroken on her 21st birthday, which slips perfectly into the Swift Gyllenhaal dating timeline like a glove. She talked to Jimmy Fallon about her decision to re-record the song, but has never confirmed that the song is about the actor. CNN has reached out to him for comment. Uh, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal is going to get back to you, CNN. Just going to let you know that. Uh, what I will say in regards to this, man, it has to suck being Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, well, they, they were in a relationship in 2010, and now he's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm dealing with this shit all over again. Man, it's just like, I mean, it, it's a weird thing. And so, I mean, that that's, I mean, people, I'm pretty private about my love life. It's just, I mean, uh, this is the type of guy you get. So it's just, that's a normal thing for me uh, to be about, but, um, and, and this is kind of a reason why, is because, like, when you're very public with your love life, what happens is, you know, I'm a songwriter, and I always see myself as a songwriter, I always, I write, and I write about my relationships, and so that's why I kind of try to keep everything a little, uh, try to keep it a little bit more private, so at least people aren't putting a face to a song, if that makes any sense. Uh, can we put a face of the song? And, and I write pretty one-sided music about, like, how people, women did me wrong, and then, same time, like, then you put the face to it, and you're like, I can't believe he did that to Shweezy. You get it to Daddy Shweezy. Um, yeah, and so that's why, and so now Jake Jonah has to deal with that shit. Um, and I gotta say, I was tried to, I mean, if those of you don't know, if you're new to the show today, um, I wrote like a 14-page thesis paper over Taylor Swift's 1989 album. So some, I'm somewhat of an expert on Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift's music, um, like what she's always currently doing. And she's re-recording her albums because Big Machine here in Nashville sucks dick. And uh, yeah, I will. I want everyone to know that. Big Machine Records sucks dick. And... Uh, very proud for letting everyone know that. 
And uh, yeah, so she's re-recording her albums because I guess she doesn't have the rights to the original recordings, but if she re-records them, she has more of a right to her own music. So she's kind of doing a really cool thing. That's a very good, it's a very good lesson. I still don't know why she's on Universal, but the world is her oyster. So, but I was on like the Taylor Swift subreddit because I'm like, I'm an expert. I could help out here. And uh, very, I'm not going to say toxic, but it was, it was very, those people are way too obsessed and it's weird. I'm like, I just want to have educational conversations about the music. You want to talk about how you want to kill a guy for her. I'm like, we are not the same. I'm I'm a smart person. Uh, white people, white people. I really need to learn the soundboard. Anyways, that's I think that's all I have to say. Oh. Gene Simmons tells anti-vaxxers, if you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are the enemy. Media ITE is the source. Gene Simmons laid into anti-vaxxers on Wednesday saying they have the this delusional evil idea that you get to do whatever you want. Speaking with a talk shop live podcast, the 72-year-old 72, 72 Kiss rocker said, if you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are the enemy. His comments came less than a month after a 53-year-old guitar tech for the band died of COVID-19. Some of the group's roadies cited lax COVID protocols as a possible cause. The band claimed some crew members had hid illnesses and carried forged vaccination cards. I don't care that about your political beliefs, he continued. You are not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional. You don't have the right to go through a red light, he added. If they tell you you can't smoke in a building, you can't smoke in a building. And that's not because they want to take away your rights. That's because the rest of us hate it. We don't want to smell your smoke. I don't want to catch your disease, says Simmons. I don't want to risk my life just because you want to go through a red light. This whole idea, this delusional evil idea that you get to do whatever you want in the rest of the world be damned is really terrible. For God's sake, if I'm going to yawn in your presence, I'm going to put my hand up in front of my mouth, he said. Yawning is not a life-threatening event. You having COVID might be a life-threatening event, and I don't want to catch it. Simmons compared COVID deniers and down players to Flat Earth Society people. No, bitch. They died because they got COVID. So, typically, I'm not a big fan of KISS. I'm not even, I don't even really like Gene Simmons. He went all these remarks like rock and roll is dead and rock music is terrible. I'm like, no, you need to accept the fact that music evolves and every, you know, it's not going to stay the same the entire time. That's why I get annoyed. People are like, oh, music sucks these days. I'm like, no, music is fine. Always. And you just got to learn to, you, you just got to enjoy it. Like you still enjoy your old shit. You know, I do listening to, uh, Silverstein yesterday, uh, what the fuck is the album called, um, that, um, what was the, yeah, yeah, what was the album, the Silverstein album, um, is it Discovering the Waterfronts, I'm, someone's gonna get really mad at me, someone, that's not it, uh, yeah, Discovering the Waterfront, I did say it right, um, so yeah, I was listening to that, like, I love old music, but, you know, you gotta realize music is gonna evolve and move forward, and, uh, just enjoy the good shit that's coming out. That's why I think like Billy Joe Armstrong is really into Billy Eilish. I, that sounds like he's like really into a young girl. Uh, he's really into her music. 
and I think she liked Green Day. Obviously, we all like Green Day. So it's hard to not like Green Day. People who are like, I don't like Green Day. I'm like, like, you don't have to like all their albums, but you like Dookie, you like American Idiot. Like, shut the fuck up. Uh, so he he is very kind of annoying. He's like, broken rules dead, and you can't raise it, and music sucks. He's like, shut the fuck up, Gene Simmons. But now I like I like what he's I like what he's saying here. So um we're gonna go with the idea that fit, there's uh we gotta take a chance on Gene Simmons because sometimes he says good shit and sometimes he just says utter nonsense. And uh and uh yeah, it's pretty Basically, sometimes his mouth is... Uh, that's my hole. That's where it spits. So, you just got to realize that shit. And uh, Gene Simmons is... can Gene Simmons is a lot like Joe Rogan. Sometimes he says stupid shit. Sometimes he has good things to say. I don't know what to do. Okay. Last article. Looks like we have... Steve Irwin made very, very weird speech before he died, says Crocodile Hunter Powell. It's from page six, uh, which has brought us news like Angelina Jolie has eaten a hot dog. Um, what did Steve Irwin know? <laughs> uh, the Crocodile Hunter producer John Stanton opened up about his late friend on a recent episode of I've Got News For You podcast in which he and host Andrew Bucklow discuss Irwin's last days while filming his ill-fated 2007 documentary, Ocean's Deadliest. Uh, Stanton, I think it's Stanton, couldn't help but feel that something was wrong while filming, especially during an ominous speech by Irwin to his crew, one with his producer called Very, Very Weird. Their shoot at Australia's Bat Reef off the coast of Queensland would become Irwin's last adventure as a beloved zoologist was impaled by a stingray barb on September 4th, 2006. A couple of days before we started the show, he made a little speech to all the crew that were up catching the crocs for his research trip, which I joined at the end with our crew, said Stanton. Uh, he was sort of thanking them for all for being who they were and for helping him, it was like a final finale speech. Uh, the TV producers witnessed his friend's tragic death, every horrific second of which was caught on camera. Crocodile hunter Steve Irwin's kids are following in his footsteps. Stanton would shake the foreboding he felt before he joined the crew of Ocean's Deadliest and revealed he'd had a... Uh, a premonition of his own death ahead of the trip, inspiring him to write a living will and undergo multiple medical checks before filming. News of Irwin's death devastated the world, which had come to revere the tirelessly enthusiastic animal lover in Daredevil during his 10 years as host of The Crocodile Hunter and its spinoffs. During a press conference in the wake of Irwin's death, Stanton had said that his friend died doing what he loved. Irwin is survived by his wife, Terry, 57, and their children, Bindi, 23, and Robert, 17, all of whom followed in their father's footsteps as zookeepers and stars of the reality series, Crikey, It's the Irwins on Discovery+, Plus, the best streaming service. But I would still, I think, Disney Plus is still my favorite, but Discovery Plus is the best. All right. In a 2018 interview the, with The Post, Robert said of his father, he was the original wildlife warrior. I absolutely love continuing that work. So this brings up the new conspiracy theory. Did Steve Irwin use the stingray to kill himself? I'm going to guess no. I guess, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not intelligent enough to fucking try to do this research. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the person making these 
calls saying it's like sounded like a finale speech like he was gonna off himself with the sting wrench like jesus christ um but uh he died doing what he loved getting killed by a sting wrench oh that's okay um you know though i think about i mean i think about his death it's like no one says it's like unexpected like this dude was like I mean, Steve Irwin's great. I like Steve Irwin. It's sad he died. It's sad his kids don't have a... His, their father's not around. But at the same time, though, it's, you know... He was doing some crazy fucking shit. And uh, the term, uh, fuck around finds out, is very prevalent in this situation. That's just what it is, you know? Um, but his kids are doing on... Bendy is very pretty, though. But also, like, there's the whole dealing with, uh, hey, you want to hold this tarantula? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, like, crocodiles. Like, they should stay where they are. I'll stay where I am. Let's, we can, we can both cohabitate this, this world together. Um, but there is the big question. Did Steve Irwin kill himself? Um, I'm going to say no, because I don't want to be fucking Alex Jones starting rumors and shit, but, uh, well, you fucking decide for yourself, folks. Have you ever been hungry? I have. But did you know 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten and $218 billion in food is thrown away every year? When you're hungry, that information will turn you into a Kyle and punch a hole in the wall. But do not fear, my friends. Today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to save the day. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In, mo in moments, I'm stingy with my diet. I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here is the best part. When you sign up using the link in our description, you can get an $80 credit. Holy shit. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today, help stop food waste, and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. Are you a fat piece of shit who needs to get their life together? Do you want to look like me, the pinnacle of health and nutrition? Well, to be just like me, the greatest athlete of all time, you're going to need health supplements to get the most out of your workout, lose some extra weight, and work towards a healthy lifestyle. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, is your new hero. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon to water of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, folks, so it's time that we once again scrape the bottom of the barrel uh, as we go through a BuzzFeed quiz. 
uh, the much-loved BuzzFeed quizzes. Um, BuzzFeed quizzes, what I would say, is the only real way to determine some aspects of your life. Uh, last week, we determined what Thanksgiving side I am. This week, um, we're determining what kind of grocery shopper I am. So, um, there are only four types of grocery shoppers in this world. Which are you? So, as Phil DeFranco would say... Let's just jump into it. Okay. So, first question. Do you prepare a shopping list in advance? Uh, option one, of course. How else am I supposed to remember what I'm going to buy? Another one, nah, I don't need one. Uh, number three, uh, sometimes, but not always. And then fourth option, that is definitely, that point is definitely coming to the mic. Fourth of, uh, I like the idea of it, but I usually don't make one. So, um, who, who am I in this situation? Who, who, have we determined who I am? Um, so, let's be honest here. What do I do? I don't necessarily um, make a list. I do write some things down if I need to remember them. But honestly, I barely ever make a shopping list. I'm super terrible at doing that. Um, so, obviously, I wouldn't be, of course. But, obviously, eh, I don't think I am a... I'm not one of those people who really makes a list. So, I would always say, nah, I don't need one. And I always still forget shit anyways, even if I do make a list. So, um, in, in, in most cases, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Okay. If you make a shopping list, do you write down the items based on the order the aisles are in, i.e. the fresh produce first, then meat, etc.? Yes, that way I can get what I need from one aisle and then go to the next instead of running back and forth. Uh, then I just write them down randomly. Uh, I told you I don't rely on shopping lists. And then, honestly, I have no idea what you mean. So, so the obvious answer, which most people would think here, is I would put down, I told you I don't rely on shopping lists, but sometimes I do. So that one's going to go out. Um, I'm definitely not one of those organized people. Um, honestly, if I'm going to be be truthful with everyone, um, I just I just write them down randomly. Uh, I don't really make an order. I do go back and forth shopping all the time, and it's just definitely 100% weird. And, uh, yeah, that's the, the... This is the type of guy you get. To, to easily say it. Um... Do you use a shopping cart slash basket? I always do. I grab everything I need and hope to make it to the cash register without dropping anything. Uh, it depends, like the adult diapers, on how many things I'm getting, and then I bring my own bag and put the items in it. So I, I have tried the idea of, like, you bring your own bag and put your stuff in it. However, I feel like I'm people are going to be suspicious of me that I'm, like, trying to rob the place, so I don't do that. Um... Do I always grab a car or basket? If I'm if I'm going in for one or two things, I don't. But if I if I'm going in uh, to get a couple like a bunch of things, I do I do. I know always I always get the basket. I never get the I rarely get a cart. I just I don't know. I'm not a cart guy. I usually try not usually try not to buy a ton of things at once. That way, like if I don't end up eating something, it doesn't all go bad and shit like that. Um. 
crap, everything I need and hope to make it to the cash register without dropping anything. I used to be that person. I used to be the person who would carry way too many things and not need a cart. But now I'm a basket guy. The basket's like, I'm not, I don't need the cart. Calm your tits. I don't need the cart. Uh, but I will need some assistance carrying a couple things. So, um, I'm going to put down, it depends on how many things I'm getting. I think that is honestly the best selection for me in regards to, uh, what I'm getting. And, uh, I think, uh, I'm just going to live that way. And I really like that. Uh, do you buy bread from the bakery section? Always. Nothing better than freshly baked bread. I buy packaged bread. I don't eat slash buy bread. I would if I could, but my store doesn't have a bakery. So, obviously, as the healthiest man alive, I obviously should, but I don't eat slash buy bread. Um, I'm just gonna, but I'm he, but these BuzzFeed quizzes only work when you're a hundred percent honest, and I sometimes buy bread need it grilled cheese is great uh, i do try to get like sola when i can uh that's like a really low car i think it's like two net carbs a slice and it's like and it doesn't it's like the one bread substitute that does not taste like shit surprisingly uh this is the type of guy you get it's it, surprising sola is it's great you know i'd love to work with you fun people over at sola i don't know how like every bread substitute does not equal sola maybe they're just lying i don't know uh, so I obviously said that. Um, always nothing better than freshly baked bread. Now, sometimes I've bought, like, uh, some stores they will have, like, the, uh, this bread's about to go stale and we can't sell it, so they'll mark it down a lot. Sometimes I get that. That one's a good option, too, but it's not a lot I get that because they're really long-ass baguettes and shit like that. Um, honestly, I, I buy the packaged bread. Okay, don't don't hate me for doing this, but I also try not to eat a lot of bread because I'm already fat as it is. Do you buy your meat packaged or do you have it cut slash measured by a butcher? I buy mine packaged. I prefer to get it from the butcher's counter. It depends, like the adult diapers, really. Uh, I don't eat slash buy meat, so obviously I do eat meat. So I'm a very big proponent in protein. Now, be vegan or vegetarian if you want. I don't care, but I, I really do think if you're, like, for, in regards to, like, losing weight or being health, health-wise, you do need to eat meat. I'm 100% that, and then some people are like, well, we don't have teeth for hunting animals. I'm like, we, we have a brain for hunting animals, and we do use our brains for that shit, for that very reason, so. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Um, I do buy some packaged but I do buy some from the butcher's counter. So that is a good debate. So honestly, I'm going to put, I'm going to go with the adult diapers. It depends. Really? I think that's going to be my best choice. Uh, do you always buy some kind of cheese? Duh, you can never have enough cheese. If I don't have some at home, I'll consider buying, but I don't find it necessary to always get some. I couldn't care less about cheese, to be honest. Uh, and then it really depends on my cravings that day, to be honest. Now, People who don't eat cheese, just... That's the reason I would never go vegan, is for cheese. And I feel like cheese shouldn't count in the vegan world. I feel like cheese should be okay, you know? I feel like animals can help. Help. 
they, if they can produce something that makes food, we should be allowed to eat it. I think that's, that's perfectly allowed. So people who are not, um, doing that, not having some at home, I'll consider buying, but I don't always find it necessary. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I rarely have cheese go bad. Um, People who don't care about cheese, come on. You don't care about cheese. Cheese is great. Get it? Get it when I said great because you, you great cheese. Like, I, I feel like I try to add cheese to as many things as possible in my life. Some people just don't like cheese. I get being lactose intolerant, but honestly, kind of, I'm kind of at a point I learned uh, it just means you poop weird and I poop weird and I'm not lactose intolerant. Uh, I know a lot of people who poop. All our poops are weird. Don't act, don't act better than anyone. I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't eat cheese. I'm like, you can eat cheese. Uh, it's just not going to feel good coming out. It's going to feel good coming in. Definitely. Definitely going to feel good coming in. That's my hole. That, that's where it's fit. Um, so obviously uh, the answer I'm going with is duh. You can never have enough. Uh, do you buy frozen pre-made meals? Ew, no. I could never eat any of those. I do. They're easy to prepare, so why not? Sometimes, but I try to avoid them. My store doesn't carry those. So I'm going to assume here, not a lot of explanation on what pre-made meals are, but I'm assuming it's going to be like those TV dinner, you put it in the microwave, it comes out, you're basically eating just rubber. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't like that shit. You, you think like, oh, I'm a man, I don't want to cook, I'm going to eat that. No, don't. That stuff is nasty, and it's not hard. I mean, I could. I mean, there's frozen pizzas. If that can, if that's what they're meaning, I don't think those count. But like, frozen pre-made, yeah, that stuff is gross. So you know, I'd never eat any of those. I do. They're easy to prepare. It's definitely I do. Not I do. Um, sometimes, but I try to avoid them. My store doesn't carry those. To be honest, though. I'm going to be honest with y'all because we have to be honest when we're doing these BuzzFeed quizzes. We have to be honest, God-fearing citizens. I'm going to put sometimes, but I try to avoid those. To be honest, that's going to be my honest answer in regards to this because I'm human and I make mistakes. And uh, honestly, white people, white people. wrong button. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. There we go. That's, that's what I want to do. So I'm going to put sometimes... But I try to avoid them. Uh, how about snacks? I buy so many snacks, I could probably survive a zombie apocalypse on them. Eh, I'm not much of a snack person, but if I have a craving for something specific, I get it. I don't, I don't like to snack. I just eat my meal for the day and nothing in between. And I'll probably grab a couple snacks if I see some that catch my attention. Uh, I know some, see, some of these are really guilt tripping me into like, like, I'm a bad person. No, I'm not a bad person. I'm bad at my health. Um, cause if I want the answer, I want to answer is I don't like to snack. I just eat my meals for the day and nothing in between. But if I pick that, I would be a liar and God does not like liars on BuzzFeed quizzes. That is, uh, that's the type of guy he is. This is the type of guy you get. So, um, honestly, I do, I do love sn little, like, snack foods, like chips. I'll do potato chips. It's like French fries that you don't have to cook. It's, that's what potato chips are, and they're the fucking best. I love potato chips. Um, 
they're one of the best snacks. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, I ate an entire bag of them, and my dad's like, "What the hell? Did you you?" He didn't, he doesn't he wouldn't say hell. He'd be like, "What the heck?" And he'd be like, "God dang it! Uh, you ate the whole bag of Lay's chips." And so he'd always have we'd always have a couple bags lying around for um, this badass that you're uh, paying attention to. So honestly, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna put I buy so many snacks I could probably survive a zombie apocalypse on them. And uh, here we go. Do you wander around the store or do you go in, buy what you need, and leave? I already know what I'm going to buy, so I don't need to look at anything else. I like to look around to make sure I haven't missed anything. I do, and I end up buying unnecessary stuff all the time. And then, who has time for that? That. 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 Okay, if I forget something, I'm just gonna get it next time. Um... So I do, I will say this, I do go in for what I need, get it, and then I look around a slight bit, kind of, I, I take a long detour to the checkout. I think that's going to be the best way to describe how I shop for groceries. And uh, so, um, I'm going to put down, I like to look around to make sure I haven't missed anything. I think that's going to be my best, uh, yeah, my guesstimate i mean only god can judge me in the end you know folks only god can judge me so i'm gonna put i mean i'm gonna put this down see what happens do you pay with cash or card so there's cash card sometimes i use cash and other times i pay with my card and then coupons all the way baby i'm like i'm never i am not good at apparently at couponing enough to never have to pay cash or card um I do typically like a good rewards program. Um, it's typically, I just go to, like, you know, like Kroger has it. I think Publix. I live closer to a Publix. I probably should start going to the Publix. Um, but to be honest with you, um, I don't really carry cash around because I am a grown-ass man. Um, and uh, I'm not a drug dealer either. Um, so I think the answer I'm going to go with is card. Though, if I do, like, sell something, you know, you know, uh, you know, off the market, you know, like, a used item or whatever, and, I, and then, you know, you have to pay in cash for that shit because, or else you're just a sketch person, um, I will typically go with card. So, um, my answer right now is going to be card. Do you make a mental note of what you'll be paying before you go to the cash register? Yes, I prefer to have an approximate idea of how much I'm spending. No, I find out when I get there. I actually calculate everything to the last penny. I do a little bit, but I'm not overly concerned with it. So, if I am really broke, really, and have to make sure I spend under a certain amount, I will calculate everything. Um, if it's like you just got some money in your account, um, I don't care. I will just be like, I'm gonna buy for the week. I don't give a fuck. Um, and then, no, I'll find out when I get there. Um... Typically, though, 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 um, I will put, I do a little bit, but I'm not overly concerned with it. Um, that's going to be my best answer because, um, you kind of be mindful. It's like, I'm going to buy this. This is the cheap one. I'm going to use that. Uh, yada, yada, yada. That's kind of how I go for everything. So my answer is going to be, I do a little bit, but I'm not overly concerned with it. Do you put back your shopping cart when you leave the store? Yes, always couldn't be bothered i never get a cart so this isn't really a thing for me if i'm close to the cart return sure 
So there is one life hack I will say. Um, and I try to tell my mom. My mom always likes to park, see how close to the door entrance she can get to. I tell her what you need to do is try to get the best spot near a cart return if you're going to be getting a cart. Because I don't mind having to walk into the store. That part's not bothering me. What's annoying is having to drag a cart uh, to try to find the little kiosk thing. So I always suggest to everyone, and this is a life hack to everyone here today, park next to like the cart return. It's the best decision you'll make. It's not a big deal to have to fucking walk into the store. That's not a big deal unless it's raining. But if it's not raining, like it's not a big fucking deal. Um, also, I fucking despise people who do not return their carts. So, yesterday, I'm telling this yesterday, yesterday as I'm recording this podcast, some asshole, instead of fucking, I was at a Publix, instead of putting the cart back in the fucking cart return shit, this asshole was at his car, he yeeted, aka pushed, the ca- the cart to the like the automated doors of this Publix. This fucking asshole. I I uh, liked confronting people in public. I would have just fucking called that guy out. Be like, bitch, return your fucking cart. It's not that fucking hard. He was walking too, so I know he wasn't disabled. I know y'all were wondering that. Uh, disabled people always leave their carts on the thing. Um, but I think there's probably a reason for that. But uh, this guy was not disabled. And so fuck that guy and fuck anyone who doesn't return their card. It's not that fucking hard to return your card. And you're being a big asshole to people working minimum wage, okay? So don't be that shit and... Uh, this is the type of guy you get. No. I identify as a fucking threat. So you got to do it. So yes, always when I do have a card, uh, when I usually get the baskets though, and they always just take it. At the very end, so uh, yes, always is going to be my rant. But return your fucking cards, people. And then last one, ooh, we made it to the end. Uh, last one, do you bring your own bag to put your groceries in? Yes, no. If I remember to grab one, sure. I carry them by hand and throw them in the car. So I want to be honest with everyone: grocery bags are a plague, are a fucking plague on everyone's life. In this world, I I don't understand how people are are like collecting. Like, I have a bag which I put all my other plastic bags in. That works for like a couple weeks, and then you're just overflown with that shit. And it's so it 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 becomes a curse on your home. So I have reusable bags. I have like Trader Joe's. And I think I have some random ass Target ones that I try to use. And I always try to bring them. But there's a lot of times I just forget because I'm an asshole. And I do have to suffer the curse of plastic bags. Um, the reusable bags are a lot better. I don't know why people are, some people are just so against them. Uh, pl- the plastic bags are annoying. If we went back to paper bags, which in a lot of places are, because I think they're a lot more eco-friendly. The reason they went to plastic is because uh, they're a little bit cheaper to make because it's plastic and uh, it never goes away. Um, but so the only answer I can really give is if I remember to grab one, sure. But I really want to be, I, I try to, I strive to be one of the people who always remembers to bring them, uh, to, to bring it and, uh, be a better person for society and not plague our world with plastic bags. It's so plastic bags annoy me. And, uh, 
They just, they, they seem to never go away. So click this last button and we'll find out my answer. So here we go. And uh, the standard shopper. Okay, I am the standard shopper, I guess. Uh, you're not obsessed with making shopping lists, but you also make sure to get what you need. You can be organized, but you also sometimes forget your bag or your wallet. It happens to the best of us. What's most important is that you're just there trying your best, and I'm rooting for you. I am trying my best. So thank you uh, for rooting for me, I guess. Um, I guess I needed I needed this uh, this boost. Is this supposed to be a boost? BuzzFeed, are you trying to boost me? Because um, I don't know if you're doing a great job. Um, but I guess for the first time in my life, I'm a regular person. That is something I guess we can celebrate. If not, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really give a fuck. That's just my honest opinion on the situation that we are in right now. You wouldn't download a car, so why should these random websites get your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private, while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed anytime, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for an, any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. Uh, you can just cancel at any time, uh, and that way you're not getting charged every month and you're not forgetting about that ongoing subscription. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend Anywhere, that's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Do you ever just casually solve world hunger and think, I wish I could get alcohol delivered to me. Well, lucky for you, today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to the rescue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our links in the description today, you can save $5 off your purchase purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's now time for me to give all of you advice. Advice on how to save your lives. Maybe advice like... Can anybody tell me what can I do with these ladybugs? Advice like that, you know. There's so much advice I can give. So, as Philip DeFranco would say... Let's just jump into it. Um, what's so bad about living with your parents? 
Whenever a person is asking for advice about challenging their life or how they fucked up, they start with saying they're still living with their parents. What's so bad about it? A house is a home for a family, and families ought to stay together. Why is it considered a mark of failure or misery or loss? So, okay. So, I kind of, I kind of, let me, let me go start. I totally thought Frank was in here for a second. He's not in here. Um, let me start with saying this uh, particular sentence. Um, it sounds like it, living with your parents is great. So, um, good for you. That's all I'll say. Um, not everyone has, like, parents who are easy to live with. Like, when you consider it, though, um, you know, when you live with your parents, even, like, when you're, like, 14, 15, and you're growing up, at somewhat, they're roommates who get to control your actions, which can uh, make them a little bit stingy. But, uh, so, if, like, sometimes just... You know, your parent, you and your parents are not the best of roommates. Now, I love my parents and all, but it's, I'm, I very much, we're all public about this, at least I am, that we are not good roommates. I, after a while, just the way I live, it's different. And it is, there's a lot of things I can say in regards to why people feel this way. Uh, you probably have, parents who are good roommates you like good roommates with parents um but here so let me just i'm just gonna start ranting and uh, see if i come up with a good conclusion because i don't know if there's any specific things i'm just gonna go with what's on the top of my head now if you have a good you know if you have a situation with your parents and we're living with them it works out and they're good roommates and shit like that good for you i think actually i kind of i agree with uh, this person what they're saying in regards to it, it's like, you know, it's, it's not, shouldn't, doesn't sound bad on paper, but then we get to the other things. So now me just thinking out loud, one thing, you know, that's very, uh, obvious, um, some parents will continue to act like your parents and be parents towards you, um, even when you're a fucking adult. And, uh, um, when I visit my parents, they're not that way, um, so they treat me like an adult, which is nice. You know, you got to – a normal parent would be like, okay, you're an adult now and stuff like that. Um, some some par- people, friends I have who live with their parents, they there are like a couple rules because like obviously you're going to be living with them rent-free. So there are is a lot of things to say in regards to that. Um, they'll be like, hey, um, do not – decide to have a party while we're here and uh don't make noise late in the night you know but that's more just common roommate shit you know they'll be like well we own the house so we're gonna decide this rule uh here and everything like that so there's stuff like that like some parents are like that like they but a lot of parents could still treat you like you're still a child you're their child and you're living there it's like all right you need to take out the trash and do the dishes where i mean there is some gratitude towards that, like, hey, take out the trash, if the trash is full, take it out, and stuff like that, but, and do your own dishes, and then they're like, we're gonna make family meals every night, and they still want to treat you like their child, that's kind of where, like, a line, I'm like, ugh, no, like I said, me and my parents, we get along, but we're, we're terrible roommates, like, we shouldn't live together at all, um, 
other things. Like if you want to, if you're a man and you want to bring someone home or vice versa, I guess, you know, women can bring men home or women can bring women home. It's really great. You know, if I had a daughter, I'd be really happy if she was into women and be like, oh, thank God you're not into men. <laughs> that Men are the worst. That's why I think all compromises, like, we don't want same-sex couples on TV. I'm like, let's just have them both be women, and we'll be fine. I don't know why anyone wants to date a man. That is that is a shock. Um, yeah, I'm just ranting, really, right now. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's one thing, acting like a child. There's yeah, trying to bring someone over, and then you're like, yeah, I live with my parents. Um, there's, uh, what other things could I talk about? They like, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, mostly if they still want to treat you like a child. And then if they don't want to treat you like a child, there's still other things, uh, too. That could be weird in regards to that. Um, another thing, I guess when people say it's a failure, they had to move back in with their parents and stuff like that. Um, the idea is like, you couldn't make it on your own as like an independent human being. That's the idea. Like you... Like, yeah, you, you couldn't make it in the world. You So now you're back with your parents because you can't afford to live somewhere else in this world. You couldn't figure out how to make it. And that's when you realize, like, oh, my life's a failure. I had to move back in with my parents. Uh, the idea of, like, living with your parents rent-free while you kind of, like, work a job, save money and stuff like that, that's not the bad thing. It's the idea of, like, you people feeling like they couldn't make it and what they were trying to do. And that's the idea. I was like, I had to move back in with my parents and, uh, it was awful. And then you like meet some people and I believe him. Like Pete Davidson talked about this in the stand special. Like he bought a house with his mom and his, he, he lives, his mom lives with him technically. And anytime like you, you would ever have to explain that to someone, they're gonna think you're bullshitting them. You'd be like, so, um, yeah, my mom lives with me. Like, you tell them that. It's like, oh, you live with your mom? No, it's not that situation at all. She needs help <laughs> or whatever. Uh, which, that's that's a crazy situation. I've, I'm very public when I say this. I will say this publicly. That if m- my parents need, like, living assistance and they need me to be close by, they're moving to Nashville. I'm not moving fucking back to fucking nowhere fucking Missouri. Um... And we're going to, it's a 10 minute drive away from each other, 10 minute drive. So we're so close. I could drive there very quickly and, uh, someone else is helping them. And, uh, we don't have open invites into homes and that's going to be a thing. I've watched enough episodes of everybody loves Raymond to know we're never doing that. Um, so yeah. Um, what I will say, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, some people feel as a failure cause they couldn't make it in the world on their own. Uh, and then other parts where it's, uh, people are like, uh, their parents are still treating them like a child. And that shit's annoying. Like, I'm 28 now, and, like, I, my parents, oh, obviously, like I tell you, my if I visit my parents, they do not treat me like a child. But if I go there, and they would be like, okay, we need you to be home by 12 p.m. I'm like, what? No, we're not doing this. Like, I hear, like, you know, you hear, I had a teacher who said, like, yeah, I went home for in college for like Christmas break and my mom started acting like a mom again. And it's like, um, I'm an adult now. So yin and yang. So sometimes it's a good situation. A lot of times it's not a good situation having to move back in with your parents. But, uh, I hope whatever the hell I just said, you figure that, figure that shit out. Okay. 
All right. Why do people think sending unsolicited dick pics is attractive? That shit's ugly and nasty. I just want wanted to make friends on a stranger's website, and they had to go and show their cock. So I'm going to go into the online friend situation of what you just brought up. So um, I'm assuming something like Omegle or some other sort of uh, chat-type website where you try to meet other people where a majority of it is uh, dicks. Um that's not going to be the best way to make friends. I think a good way to make friends is through video games. Because you can just meet people online, play with them, talk and shit like that. It's a great way to make friends. I think it's good. You will meet people. You won't see dicks on video games. However, you will know who has slept with your mom. That is 100%. You'll figure that shit out. Um, but, uh, no. Um, here's the answer I want to give you. So, yeah, don't do don't. Basically, the answer is don't go on those chat websites. It's not a good time. And, uh, congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, but why men send dick pics? I, I have thought this through. I've never sent one myself because, to be honest, in my mind, when I think about sending a dick pic, it'd be a flaccid dick pic for some reason. And I'm very, I, I'm very open to telling everyone this. My flaccid dick is the saddest thing in the entire world. Why men think that women want to receive dick pics? I think I figured, I cracked this code though. I cracked the code. Why I think it is, um, is, I think it's how men's brains are wired and what we find hot to versus what women are attracted to. So if you, it's pretty easy to find out what men are attracted to. That's why porn exists. Most porn is made for men. And when you hear about like this idea of what porn is, uh, and you're like, when you hear about like the, the te- the hot teacher, the student is not doing well, but the teacher has a way to give you extra credit. And the extra credit is fucking her brains out. That's what men love. And that's, and how I, when I always hear women being like, I don't understand how I can turn my man on. Like watch just look at some plot lines to porns. Porn is 100% the male fantasy. Like, that's what men wish real life was like, except for my real life. That my real life is actually like that, obviously. Um, but that, if you want to know, like, what turn, I know women like stories, you know, those romance novels and shit like that. That's like basically porn to women, and women aren't really attracted to the male body. They're more attracted to like the idea of a man. You know that complicated thing. It'd be I'm not a woman, so I'm I, I cannot explain that as well as what an actual woman can. Anyways, but men, if you want to under if women out there who want to understand what a man's what will turn a man on, it's all in porn, like 100 percent on porn. Watch at least just the storyline. If you're not into, if you don't want to watch the actual sex part, you don't have to. Those storylines are great. Like there's one reality, it's reality property. Is it property sex? I think it's called property sex, which is like a guy goes in to look at a house or whatever, and then like the hot real estate agent starts sucking his dick and they fuck. And uh, like that sounds awesome. And that's why I've not looked into a house yet of my own. Cause I'm like, well, she probably doesn't want to fuck me. So, and I don't want to make like real estate agents are all sluts, but sluts are also cool. So let's never forget that. Um, but, 
anyways, where I was trying to get at. So when I say this is what men are into, like it's if a woman sent a picture of just her vagina, a man would be a man would be down for that. So in a man's mind, when they think about that, like because they think to you know to get a woman off, you have to use your penis. And so if you send her a picture of your penis, that will get that'll do the trick. And uh, turns out women aren't wired like men. I don't know if gay guys send each other dick pics, but it's just a one picture of your dick. I don't know. I've never sent a dick pic, so I don't know. And, you know, I get some women can sometimes be like, send me a dick pic. I miss your dick. And then they'll be like, cool. Not all women, apparently. But, you know, so that's why men, I think, send dick pics is because they think, because they think, think of like if a woman sent me a picture of vagina or just a nude or whatever they'd really like like a man would really like that but it's not the same in the vice versa that is 100% what I will say I think that's the answer to this question so fellas stop taking pictures of your dick and the problem the real problem is you're taking multiple pictures of it until you get the right one I know I know the situation um, from taking selfies, so knock that shit off. Is it wrong to quit after putting in my two weeks? I started a new job here recently, but had to quit almost a week in due to personal reasons. After I put in my two weeks, I noticed that the schedule had been changed, and next week I work every day till my last day, eight days straight. Would it be wrong or petty to straight up quit and tell my manager in not working eight days in a row without a day off? Is there a better way to approach this? So, um, with most jobs, they do have like the 90 day, uh, period or whatever. And, uh, you just started this job and just had to quit. And they're just trying to get the most out of you before you quit. What I will say for you, my friend is that unless you either want to come back to this job or care anything about this job whatsoever, which it sounds like probably not, if you had to quit early into it, most likely it doesn't matter. So it's the reason why most people put in two-week notices at jobs is just to be respectful, and so they have so your employer has two weeks to find a replacement for you. That's how most jobs work. However, big corporations do not give a shit about you and what you learn. Uh, most jobs are pretty annoying, and they'll be like, I'm putting on my two-week notice. I can't believe you did this to me. I'm like, they would fire you in an instant. They wouldn't give you two weeks left. They, they would fire you immediately if they wanted to. So you probably shouldn't, uh, probably shouldn't worry about it. Um, what I'll tell you this is, you said they're having to work eight days straight and you still kind of want to get paid for any of these days or whatever work when you want to, but then be like, I'm out. I can't make it today. I'm sick <clears throat> and shit like that. That'd be a, a straight, but don't worry about two week notices. I, you know, if it's not a job you're worried about, like you want references from or whatever, which I'm never, I think, I think the idea of, someone calling a previous job like hey you remember this guy who worked for you uh tell me about him like they can't say anything nice about him so i would say just don't fucking worry about it um i would say try to work it but 
eight days in a row is a lot, so just work when you want to, to be honest. And I would also not give a shit at the same time. BFF doesn't want to celebrate her birthday, but how should I make her happy? My BFF doesn't want to celebrate her birthday. I kind of understand why, but I don't think anyone would want to be completely alone on their special day. I want to make her feel happy, make her feel special, but I don't know how. Any ideas? You know, I have a couple ideas what you could do. So obviously she doesn't want any big, big ass thing. Um, if I was in your situation, what I would do would be like, hey, let me take you out to dinner um, and I'll pay for it and everything. Just go somewhere that you want to go to and I want to make you feel good. Uh, we can invite a couple people. We invite anyone you actually want to come to celebrate this big day to make this day good. But they obviously don't want anything big. I'm weird on my birthday, too. Like, when I reach my birthday, it's like, oh, I'm another year older. Did I do good? And it's just like, it makes me reflect over the year. And I'm like, am I, did I do good this year? Should I worth, is it worth it celebrating my life? Which is a very depressing thing. So be careful when you do that. That's what I do. And so I haven't, you know, last two years I haven't celebrated a birthday. But, uh. But uh, maybe one day I'll get back to you. I used to, you know, have friends come with me, go out and shit like that. I remember my 22nd birthday, uh, we did like the Taylor Swift checklist. Uh, I had all my friends come and we, one of the checklists, we all had to make fun of one of our exes. And so we all told like a funny story about it, like a stupid ex or whatever. Remember my, my story was with an ex and she was uh, very surprised that uh, air is inside of a back basketball. So that's funny. So yeah, I would say, hey, what if I, like, make some suggestions. You probably can't go over the top on this, but, like, be like, hey, I want to take you out to dinner for your birthday because I love you. You're my bitch. I love you, bitch. I'm never going to stop loving you, bitch. And, uh, side note, that couple broke up, so love is dead. But, uh, no, you may, like, just, you know, do something small but meaningful. I think that's going to be the best idea, what you can do in this situation. Why are women usually seen as romantic and who look for a romantic partner, but when a guy is romantic, girls avoid a more serious relationship? Really asking this because I wonder if that's just a stereotype of women and because I consider myself romantic, not excessively like bringing flowers and chocolates on a first date, but I noticed that being romantic just scared girls away. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to sound like a neckbeard or an incel when I say this but I think I have a good point, and I'm not a fucking insult, people. I'm a simp, and you know it. Congratulations. You played yourself. That's rough, buddy. Simp. There we go. I got it. Um, so, the with women, I, I'm going to say this. Um, being the romantic type, because I, I grew up on television, so I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect example of this. To be the romantic type... They want, like, Ryan Gosling to be that type. They don't want you to be that type. When you do it, they don't like it. It's a, it's a weird thing. Um, it's, it's a... So, obviously, there, there, is a set, there is a way, I want to say this, I'm not trying to be any type of way, I'm just trying to state something. Uh, uh, I think Eliza Schlesinger... I said her last name wrong, 100%. I guarantee that. She said in one of her stand-up specials, I can't remember which one, I'm sorry for the fans, but it's the idea that when she thinks the guy's attractive, 
And a, when you walk by a guy you think is attractive, she was like, please look at my ass. Please look at my ass. Please think I'm hot or something like that. But then when it's like a guy they're not attracted to, they don't want them to think that. It's a, it's a type of thing. So those to be the romantic type, you have to be a certain guy. And I'm going to be honest, I want to say 80% of guys are not that guy. Um, like a, a woman has to kind of see you a certain way before they think about that. So when you think about doing these big, grand, romantic, romantic gestures, like I like to do or I want to do, uh, realize that she probably doesn't want you to do that. And if she doesn't want you to do that, you shouldn't do that. And uh, it's kind of, it, it's just a weird thing. Like uh, like I said before, like, does she want you to flirt with her or does she not want you to flirt with her? Because if you she does want you to flirt with her, it's cool. If she doesn't, uh, she may consider it sexual harassment. It's a weird thing. That's why you always gotta, there's always a thing with like reading the room uh, and Real sexual harassment. Just don't do that. That's what I'll say there. Um, how to deal with balding as a young man. Hi there. As I was just, what's the best advice you can give a person who is balding at 21 years old? My dad had it. My brothers have it. it so it kind of is genetics, I guess. So I'm obviously the worst person to be telling you this with this full fucking luscious head of hair that I have right now. Um, what I can tell you is once you notice something's going on, you gotta take care of it immediately. Um, there's obviously Rogaine, which you can buy without, without going to a doctor. You can buy Rogaine. Obviously that's easy. Um, I've used it on my facial hair and I've gotten decent growth on it. Uh, the problem is you're going to have to use that consistently to make sure the hair doesn't fall out. Um, you can also go to a doctor, a doctor, what they will do maybe give you alopecia or any other type of medication that you can take that'll, you know, kind of stunt it from going out, which is, a, yeah, which I will say, yeah, is a good thing. Um, you can also, uh, worst case scenario though, here's what I always say though, your hair could fall out. I mean, your hair could fall out, you can go bald. Uh, you can also get a hair transplant if you really want to invest in yourself. And people think that it's embarrassing to get a hair transplant. But look, here's the situation, uh, especially with guys. I'm assuming you're a guy. Most, it's not a, yeah, you said young man. Okay. Look, so if you have friends, they're either going to make fun of you for being bald or getting the hair transplant. When you're bald, you're like, you know what? I'm bald. Guess I'm going to accept it and deal with the jokes. When I get the hair transplant, people are like, Oh, get your hair transplant. But then you feel good about yourself and better about your life. So, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, you're going to have the thing that they can make fun of you for. And you got to decide which one's going to make me feel okay, like in life, the hair transplant or just being bald. Because, I mean, I'd rather, I, I've told you this, like, I don't, I'm not losing my hair. I'm going to probably have hair for the rest of my life. Luckily, my dad has a full head of hair. Uh, and they say it's like your mom's genetics, and the mom's like, well, um, I think her dad had cancer and a little bit receded, and uh, I don't think mine's receded, but I do already have a big forehead, so I don't give a fuck. So uh, basically, like I said, like if I start, lo looks like I'm losing my hair, I'm going to start doing something about it. So that's my suggestion for you. Um, if you see it starting to go, start trying to do something about it to help you out. 
uh, alopecia. I mean, side effects is like you only have want to have sex once a, once a day. Sometimes that's a good thing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Honestly, I take antidepressants, which make me basically um, makes it hard to come. Basically, um, that's my hole. That's where it fits. But so I mean, I can I can obviously give you tell you there. It's like uh, I I don't want to just jerk off all day anymore. Um, but you know, it's helped me with a normal amount. And I think, and honestly, it's probably a normal amount to begin with. So, um, those are the options I'll give you and tell you. Um, but you make that decision for yourself, what you think is best for you. Um, worst case scenario, you just be like, I'm going to buzz my head and be a bald person and you grow a beard and you're like, the beard helps stop the fact that I'm bald. You know, how bald people be like. Thank God I have a beard, or else being bald would be embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways, though, we're on to our last question of the of the day. Uh, can I still be healthy if the BMI scale is telling me I'm not? I had a look at the BMI scale today, and apparently I fall into the underweight category. However, looking at myself, I don't look underweight or sickly. Not to be uh, too much information, TMI, too much information. I'm not sure if this has something to do with the proportions, but I've got quite large hips, thighs, breasts. I do have a little visible hip bone and ribs, but not massively in general. I feel healthy and well. I've been on this weight for years now, but it just got me thinking, can I be healthy even if the BMI scale is telling me I'm not? Okay, so I do have opinions on this. However, um, my mom just texted me. Um, I do I do want to say, though, uh, my I'm not a doctor, so do not take this as medical advice, FYI. Um, BMI scale, though, my dad has actually taught health in college for many, 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 many years. He's an old guy. Um, so I will, I'll tell you that. Um, he told me when I started trying to lose weight, at least a little bit, I'm like, I fluctuate, obviously. So I'm a fluctuator. Um, but I am a lot better than I used to be. I used to be really bad. What he told me, I like, I talked to him about BMI. And like I said, he taught college health classes. He said, BMI is not necessarily a good thing. It's, it's this idea of weight and height kind of idea that where you are that on paper sounds right, but every human body is a little bit different. And so the BMI scale is not necessarily the best where I think told me to be, for me to be in a healthy weight, my lowest I've gotten is like around like one sixty something, but which was a really good for me. Uh, but it was telling me I need to be like 150, um, which is way too skinny. Uh, to be honest, like I would never get that skinny. Just I'd, I have a little bit of muscle, muscle weight too. Um, and my dad's like, my dad, he was basically like thin and I definitely didn't get those genetics. So somehow I got on my mom's side, the ones who were not athletic and farmers. There's like a, I have like, if you haven't noticed, I have like a farmer's body where it's like, yeah, you're clearly fat, but we're not worried about your health. Like you can still carry and move shit. And that's my body. Um, and that's my mom's genetics on her side, but she's not like that because she was a runner. She did the short distance run. My dad did the long distance and he taught health and stuff like that. So the BMI is not the best scale to tell you, um, what is and isn't the best weight for you. Honestly, 
honestly, I'm going to say, I always say this, like the best way to determine your health is through an actual good doctor and for a good doctor to say, uh, to for you to do lab tests with a good doctor and seeing if there's anything wrong with you. And if there's nothing wrong with you in the lab test wise, besides, you know, you'll find one or two things. Everyone's bodies is not, are not good. We're rotting meat carcasses or whatever. Um, you know, you're, you'll find one or two things wrong, but if your doctor's kind of like, yeah, you're healthy besides these things, it's usually good. So, like, you know, some doctors are like, oh, you're fat, you need to lose weight, that's your health problem. And, like, that's a doctor being lazy because you can have a little bit of body fat and still be healthy. It, it's that weird... It, there is a weird thing, like these body standards, where I really hate when they're like, being fat is okay. I'm like, no, it's not. There's a lot of health problems that can come from being fat. At the same time, like you see like supermodels who are way too skinny, I'm like that's not healthy either. There's an actual healthy body that we have not discussed and told people like this is what a healthy body is supposed to look like. And we all hate our bodies. It's just normal. Like we all hate our bo- Ask someone you think is the most attractive person in the world. Be like, what do you hate most about your body? They'll they'll go at it. So that so I like I mean my dad says the BMI scale is not a good determination. Honestly, the best determination is what do you look like and then lab tests and what a doctor says. A good doctor. Some doctors are shitty. Um, The reason why they're shitty is not because they cheated at school or whatever. It's because you can half-ass your job. And when you see a fat person, you're like, well, it's probably because you're fat. And it's not. that's not a good thing. It's more do lab testing and see like, hey, you have this health problem. If you lost weight, it would go away. That's the best thing. That would that, be what I would say if I was a doctor. But I'm not a doctor, and i am not been trained, so do not listen to me as a doctor. But regardless, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Shweezy. You finished the episode, and I'm proud of you. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, it's at the Shweezy everywhere. Do it. Follow me. I want people to know who I am. And uh, basically, yeah. White people, white people. All, all you white people. So go follow me there. Uh, you can also check me out my music under Shweezy um, on every streaming service. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, you know, wherever you fucking get your music. I don't, I don't fucking know. Amazon Prime account, you have that? You have an Amazon Prime account? Well, connect it to your Twitch. You got a Twitch Prime account. Subscribe to the Shweezy. That's a financial way to support me without spending any more money than you're already spending. Uh, great way to say thank you for being a friend. If you want to just give me money and help me out financially, support this show in every way possible, uh, and say thank you for being a friend, you can always check out the show on Patreon, but there's always free shit. If you're watching the show on YouTube, obviously hit that subscribe button, leave a comment on any of our videos, and give me your thoughts. I really like that. That's a really great way to uh, help out the show, help out the algorithm, like the show. When you see the highlights, share the highlights. You see a highlight that one person in particular will absolutely love please share that shit we're trying to get into the youtube algorithm we're trying to go full throttle on that algorithm Let's go full throttle. so we're trying to get in there so please help the show out that's a great way to do it for free in every way possible audio only listeners i know there's a ton of you a majority of our listeners are audio only obviously uh subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast and leave a five star review give us five stars and leave us a review those are great ways to thank you for being a friend best way to actually help out the show because we always could use your help in promoting the show and making the show always better for everyone uh so like always i want to end the show 100 percent the way i'm supposed to honk 
if you love butt drugs, and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, look at you, hun. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much. Make sure, wherever you're watching or listening to the show, that you press the subscribe button and leave us a review as well. Like always, I just want to remind you once again to stay awesome.